everyone. Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast show of the week. You went to the big concert yesterday. Yeah. I haven't talked to you all day long. As I said, I'm going to wait for the show because I want to hear exactly because you're on the old man tour. I, Dave, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know when I've had a greater four months of music yeah. than I've seen since June 22nd when I saw Paul McCartney at Qualcomm. August 22nd, I saw the Stones at the Rose Bowl. Yep. And then last night I saw the Who at uh at Viejas. And here was the great thing. A buddy of mine at work a couple months back goes, Hey, um, Live Nation's doing this thing. You can get tickets to the Who for twenty bucks. And I go, shit. And like the Stones, I've seen them like fifty yeah. times because you always figure it's their farewell tour. <laughs> so we got two tickets uh for Viejas, bench seats, uh twenty bucks a pop. I was and I was stoked. And then you go in and Why were they so cheap? They just were doing a one-day sale. Live Nation okay. was doing a sale, and they had like, um, there were like 50 concerts in San Diego that they were doing $20 tickets for, and The Who were one of them. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it was it's really- not fucking Brian Adams. We're talking about The Who. Right. They had, but there were a bunch of different bands that were all, it was kind of like a Live Nation deal. It was cool. And uh, so we got two, and I knew there were bench seats, but- I show up, and I hadn't been in Vieja Serena in a long time. And I go in. I'm like, God damn, I'm in the back row of the benches. So it's oh, were like, you? It's oh, cool. Like, so you had a backing. Yeah. And But the thing that kind of bummed me out, and we've talked about this in the past, ticket stubs, right? Yeah. It's a digital ticket, but you're like, shit, I'm in for 20 bucks. I'm not going to complain. We had not sat there for two minutes, and an elite security guard comes up to me and goes, hey, you want to be upgraded? And I go, sure. And she goes, you're 10 rows down, straight down from here, and here's two physical tickets. Oh, cool. I mean, 10 rows from where you were. So you yeah, just moved so up I 10 dropped, rows. Yeah, I dropped down to like row 25. And God, I probably a lot of you know this. I have not seen a concert there in so long. God damn it, Shuggy. <laughs> My God. She just about tried to kill me. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, if there's a band you want to see and they're playing Vieja Serena, pay the money to get in. What a great venue. You're on top of the stage. The acoustics were great. Yep. And so that's what happened last night. So we moved down and I say to these people, uh, God, this is unbelievable for 20 bucks. And the guy stares a hole through me and goes, what? <laughs> oh, shit. And I go, these twenty dollar tickets. We all just got upgraded. This is great. He goes, I paid eighty eight. I go, eesh, <laughs> shit. Did you tell me buy four of them. Yeah. I go, goddamn. <laughs> so now, uh, we Dude, that's gonna be my new move. Yeah. No, even if I paid eighty eight, right. I'm gonna just move. This, this is unbelievable yeah. that they're selling these tickets today for eight bucks. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Oh uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> in here, soul section got in for eight bucks. <laughs> Just do it. Who cares what you the guys night before it Ruin starts. it. They're just going to storm out. Ah, let's go. Oops. Nathan. <laughs> right? Daniel, get your phone finger. <laughs> Dad, what? Shut up. Um, so now we sit down and I'm like, these tickets are great. Yeah. Now I get these two maniacs that sit to my right and they're nice as could be. But they look like uh, Todd's uncles from Breaking Bad. Oh, shit. 
Remember? Wasn't yeah. that Todd, the blonde-haired yeah. kid? Yeah, the, the neo-Nazis? Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not. these guys weren't neo-Nazis. I'm just saying, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, but they just they look like they could be like part of that gang. Yeah. Shit, I don't even want to say that. What's the matter with me? They just, uh, but they sit down, they're cool as shit, and they're all excited to see the who. And the guy like goes, hey man, you want some of my Tostitos? What? What happened to weed? Right. <laughs> and so uh, I go, no, I'm okay. And I lean over, like I said, I had my ex with me and I go, yeah. you know what? At some point in your life, you're going to have to admit that certain perks come with being a celebrity and you just saw it again tonight. <laughs> um, now, the the show starts straight on, 7.30, boom. Liam Gallagher from Oasis. This guy comes out, the music starts, and he's standing straight up in yeah. the middle of the stage with like a windbreaker on, and they have a spotlight on him coming from his right. Okay. We're 12 notes into the song. He goes, stop, stop, stop. what I say about that goddamn light? <laughs> Is the Who the same ones that started swearing when you were at, uh, at Qualcomm? Which one no, was, that, that was John Murphy? Cougar. That was that. Uh, but it Cougar. was the opening act of yeah, that show. That's funny as shit. Angry John Cougar. Way back in 82 when they did their farewell tour that I saw uh, 38 years ago. So now this Liam Gallagher... Yeah, he's an angry little shit. Yeah. And I had looked at the set list. I'm like, well, he only plays seven songs. Goddamn, four in. I was like, is this asshole over yet? So I send him. You know, it's funny you say that. Is there ever an opening act where you're like, man, more of that guy? Yeah, never. never. (laughs) Although I will say, you know what, Dave? I will say this. Uh, I mentioned a couple of months ago, we went out and saw Clint Black at Viejas. Yeah. They had a dude, a local dude, that plays out at that barbecue spot in Flint Springs on Sundays. Yeah. And that fucking kid was great. He was great. And that guy where you're like opening act. Yeah. And he played a bunch of originals. If he would have played one or two more, especially when he's like. Hey. Okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah. hey, we never get a chance to do this. I want to thank Clint Black. We're usually playing out in Flint Springs. Yeah. Hey, it was cool. But I know what you mean. Yeah. No. So I go on Twitter, and I go, hey, Woods, I bet you're a big Liam Gallagher fan, you dick. (laughs) And this fucking asshole has the nerve to write back to me and go, hey, sorry it's not REO Speedwagon. (laughs) I swear to God. I texted him today. I go, you know what, you fuck? I go, that was so goddamn funny. And I said, all day long, I've just been thinking if, like, the couple people around me singing the Oasis song. Yeah. If I was like, hey, calm the fuck down. That's not Kevin Cronin. <laughs> this isn't time for me to fly. And I was like, didn't, but then I realized that him and his wife just saw REO Speedwagon yeah, sure and did. I'm like, yeah, no wonder it's front and center, you pussy. You were just slow dancing. But it struck me. Woods and I have a game that happens on this podcast all the time. And it happened the other night. I don't even know if you you even picked it. I caught it. Steve, and he sent me a thing. He's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Steve has said 
that a guy who's very influential in his career and a guy who really inspired him was the Gray Wolf from Dallas. Now, I love that story, but for whatever reason, I know he listens to the podcast usually driving into work. And so I throw little Easter eggs in just for him. I just do it for him because I know he's going to lose his shit. And I just sit back and wait for like 10, uh, usually 10 or 11. I'll get a text like, oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) I fucking hate you. (laughs) And I laugh and laugh and laugh. It's a game that Dave and I play just to push that kids. I can't do it. Because here's the deal is we do the show. We know there are a lot of people that listen, which we're really appreciative. But in your mind, they're asking. I'm doing it to. To rile yeah. him up. There has to be one person in your mind you're thinking about when you're talking. Steve Woods. And for you and I, it's always Steve Woods. <laughs> he, he loves it. Yeah. My God, this fucking dog, Dave. <laughs> I can't even drink my water. <laughs> I'm dehydrated, and it tastes like fucking stale puppy chow farts. I am working under pressure here tonight. <laughs> uh, under siege. So I said the other day when we had our charger idea, which I stand by. That it's Chula a great idea. But I was like, well, I can't just come on and tell that idea. I got to take a shot at Woods. And so I was like, well, I'm fucking playing the, the old gray wolf card. Now, the problem is I laugh at my own jokes. So as I told Steve, the key for the whole bit was to try to act as offended as I can about, hey, it's goddamn great that he has the old gray wolf on while everybody else. And now in my head, I'm like, I can just see him yeah. pounding the steering wheel. <laughs> At least that's why I'm hoping. Yes, he's doing me it. too. But the one line that I told him that I was trying to figure out in my head while the r- fake rant was going on was I was like, who was the blonde third baseman that looked like he could be a 1980s Atlanta jobber wrestler? And it was Steve Bouchelle. Okay. Right? Yeah. Steve Bouchelle. And I could not think of Steve Bouchelle's name. But what I was trying to get out was, hey, you know what? I'm just like everybody else. I can't wait for a fucking Steve Bouchelle update. (laughs) But I couldn't. I said to Woods, I go, fuck, I lock up. I could not think of it. Plus, I knew if I said it, I was probably going to start laughing and the bit was done. But, um, But this motherfucker hit me in a spot that was so funny last night when he said, hey, sorry. Sorry it's not REO Speedwagon. I can't think of a band that I have less interest in seeing than Than REO Speedwagon. Speedwagon. And it was so goddamn funny to me that I had to call him and acknowledge him. And and one other quick thing, Dave, to acknowledge Steve today, and then we'll talk about The Who. Uh, If you listen to the podcast that Steve did with Ben the other day, they, they do an occasional podcast. God damn, if he didn't tell an amazing story, which you and I listened to, but Mike Costa was too fucking lazy to spend. <laughs> Steve literally laid it out in the first three minutes of the podcast. And uh, you and I listen. We send a message. Hey, Steve, Hannah, we're thinking about you. What happened? <laughs> hey, what's up with Woods? Uh, why don't you fucking click play? Lazy. Um. Steve and Hannah were incredibly excited, and I'm not talking out of school. Steve's already talked about this on the podcast. Hannah wrote about it today on social so did, media. So did Steve. And um, their beautiful son, Bo, who's just, you know, all my buddy's sons, man. I love Toph yeah. Costa. Uh, Josh and Jake were such a, are such a huge part of my life. 
We've never seen Bo Woods, but every time I see that kid, he just fucking cracks me up. I just love that kid. And what Steve said the other day was that um, they were really, really excited that Hannah was pregnant again. Um, they hadn't talked about it. I, I didn't know it. I don't know if you knew. They had kept it really quiet. And uh, unfortunately, within a, a short period of time from when we record this tonight, um, they found out that they had lost the baby. Yeah. And listen, man, that kid is family to this show. And if he's family, then his family is part of it. And yeah. it really upset me because that guy is as solid as it fucking gets. And my heart broke for him. And I just texted him and checked in. And I know you've been checking in yeah. on him. I talked to him for a long time yesterday. Um, and then today they had to go to the hospital and kind of, you know, some things to finalize, clean everything up. And uh, I just, he's fucking family. And he's such a good, solid dude. Yeah. And on 98% of these shows, we bust that guy's balls. But honestly, tonight, if he hears this, I hope he knows what a huge part of my life he is, what he's been, what he's been in your life, and uh, and how much we're thinking about him and and Hannah, and Bo and uh, hey man, get back, uh, you know, get back after it. I almost said, <laughs> I almost, I almost said, get back in it. Is that what no, you almost said? Dude, what? I, almost worse. I almost said, hey, get back on the horse, and then I would have been like, oh, that's great. I'd just be buying bouquets of flowers for Hannah for the next 35 years. God damn, I worked at the racetrack. It's what they said to Lafitte Big Guy. Shit. Your wife's beautiful. Um, but he, uh, dude, he just has so much game, and Hannah has so much game, and it's just, uh, I just talked to him about what, you know, Dave, what, it, what it's been like, and uh, and it's just, man, there's nothing. There's nothing. You just tell them, hey, man, I don't have words for you. Yeah. I don't know what you're going through. I just want you to know you got family with you and uh, and just hang in. You need anything, call. I told them, keep doing those podcasts. Yeah. Dave, I, I know you've said it's been therapeutic for you, but, uh, but man, I just I know how much this show and this audience loves him. Because he is our our, yeah. our foil that we love to tease, but we only do it because he's our brother. And uh, I'm just I've been thinking a lot about him and his family this week. You know, I sent him a I sent him a note, uh, just like you would for any any friend that you care about. No, no, no. Um, him and I privately, um, not today, but when I found out, and I told him, you know, you were there when we lost ours. You know, right. Rita and I went through it 15 years ago, right? And uh, for anyone who's who's been through it knows how devastating mentally it is. There's nothing yeah. like preparing and excitement for a baby, and then yeah. all of a sudden the baby doesn't happen. Now, we've all gone through um, and heard stories about you know miscarriages. In, in my mind, in the past, it wasn't like I made fun of somebody for having a miscarriage, but it, I just, oh, it was a miscarriage. Like, not a big yeah. deal. What right. was a big deal? For it us, it, it was a huge deal. For, for Rita, for myself, it was a big deal. And it was, for us, it was 15 years ago. Best Longer thing. than that, Dave. I was living in La Costa. I remember exactly. No, it was two. It was two thousand four. It was two thousand. Sure? Yeah, we were doing it out of my house. You were at my house. Remember when when it happened? We were doing the eight hundred show. Wow, that's fun. I thought it was the KFMB show. No, it was eight hundred show. You were in my house because it was the only time, the only time through the three pregnancies that I didn't go to the doctor with her. Oh damn! And I felt terrible about it because you know she had to call me. You and I were on there. She called yeah. me from the parking lot just crying. Oh shit! And so it was it was terrible. And then the thing that was for me just just my story was my 
close friend in Nashville has, was having a, a baby the same exact date. We we're both due like April 20th. Yeah. And I was thought, man, this is crazy. We're going to have a kid the same day. Right. And then it took me, Joe took me probably 12 years to even see oh. his kid because right. it was too hard. So, uh, but it was hard. And, and again, in my mind, didn't realize how much it would affect me. And then when anyone ever says they have a miscarriage, trust me, it's a big deal to a family. Yeah. Um, so I, I felt terrible for him and I understand, you know, you, you, down the road, I'm sure they'll have more, but today's a bad day. And yeah, so for all of us that, yeah. that love him and, exactly. and, and Hannah and the whole deal. And yeah. it, it's devastating. Um, it, you know, yesterday, my, my nephews, my nephew's a few years younger than me, but he's in, in New York trying to have his first kid. Oh, sure. And we get a call last week. Hey, we were keeping it quiet, but she's four months pregnant well oh, then wow. yesterday I received a phone call just like steve woods oh damn dude and you're sitting there and you go man that's it's just it's just terrible so right. uh of course we're thinking of steve we know steve is is loved in this town and uh again uh through a through a tough time i'm glad to see the yankees have picked up the pieces for him at least to give him that side of things yeah they're taking it right in the right in the <laughs> face tonight right in the face. they're taking it right in the face um, so there you go. I want to ask you real quick as before we move on. I want to ask you more uh, real quick about this Who concert. Yeah. Okay. So you, you go last night. One is at notice there was an orchestra. Has there ever been um, an orchestra when you've seen Dave, them? Dave, I've seen them so many times, and the last time I saw them was the first time that my ex had seen them. Okay. So she and I went, and I had said to her, "Listen, be prepped for the fact that Pete Townsend's like ninety-eight percent deaf." And so there'll be a few flat notes. And Daltrey, who I just think is such a machine, but goddamn, that voice, you know, can you see the real me, right? 515, yeah. like, think of love rain over me. Like, when you're in your 70s, you can't be hitting the notes that you did. And I remember seeing him 20 years ago, and the voice was really gone. And then she and I saw him probably four years ago. And goddamn, if he wasn't great. So they come out last night. I think I've said in the past, Pete Townsend's still there. Roger Daltrey's still there. Yeah. But the drummer is Zach Starkey, who's the son of Ringo Starr. That's so crazy. Zach Starkey's been their drummer for at least 20 years. And the cool part of that is Starkey will say that his first drum set was not purchased by his father. It was purchased by Keith Moon, the original drummer of The Who. That's cool. And he said, I've always had a connection to these guys, and here he is, the drummer. So they came out, and if we found out later on it was the San Diego Symphony that was playing with them, and they wow. never played a show together. So the San Diego Symphony learns like 15 Who songs in whatever period of time. They did about six songs with them, a lot yeah. of songs that I didn't really know but I had said that going in. I had said, uh, uh, my ex-wife's name is Vita. I said, hey, V, look, I'm just, I love that set list yep. website because it really tells you what's coming up. And I said, look, here we go, 22 songs. These first four, we don't really know. Goddamn, Dave, <clears throat> that band, like the Stones, were so tight and so fun. And the element of the San Diego Symphony with it was unbelievable but they did an acoustic version of won't get fooled again that was just like oh it gave you chills that's cool and then at the end the final song was bob o'reilly you know teenage wasteland and there's a music part in the middle that used to always be so cool because it was roger daltrey on harmonica and pete townsend on guitar 
with originally uh, Keith Moon, but Zach Starkey filling in, and just the three of them fucking going at it, man. Just full-on drums, Townsend windmilling like a machine, and Daltrey getting after it on the harmonica, and it's always been one of my favorite things. What they did last night was they had uh, a young Asian woman who was a violinist who in, took the Daltrey harmonica part, and she came, and, man, she's going on that violin, and and Townsend's going on the guitar, and Zach Stark, holy shit. It was insanely was good, huh? cool. That's good. You're, you're friends with my ex on, on social yeah. media, and uh, she put a little clip of it, and this girl is just, I mean, she's part of San Diego Symphony. Yeah. And she's just... Now she's jamming with the who. <laughs> and uh, what an amazing night. What an amazing night. Yeah, they were great. And they, I just, I got out of there. And we're just chilling on the What trot. time did it end? Uh, let's see. Angry Liam Gallagher started at 730. He was done at 8. They were out at, uh, I think they started at 830 and went to about 1110. Wow. Yeah, it was, and there was no, like, intermission. Yeah. But, I mean, they played, you know, all the songs you think of, right? They played Eminence Front, which I love, You Better yeah. You Bet. So they played some of the newer stuff, but, like, 515 and some Quadrophenia, and they're just great. They just really are great. And Daltrey is just, goddamn, what a machine. Where are they going next, do you know? Yeah, it's funny. It's very funny you said that. They go, so they're splitting it up. What we noticed was that they split it up and they do it's about four days off. So I think the next stop they go is to Seattle. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Seattle on October then, 19th on Saturday, right? So that'd be Saturday. So that gives them, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. They come back. Then they go to Vancouver. And then aren't they at Hollywood Bowl yeah, next Hollywood Wednesday Bowl. night? That'd be a pretty good one. That would be, man, I'm telling you, if your schedule allows you to do Oh, and so, by the way, for Liam Gallagher, we're there, and I'm kind of looking around, and the place is empty. And I'm like, God damn, is nobody going to show up for the who? What the yeah. hell's going on? Oh, no. By the time they took the stage, place was packed. Place was packed. Crowd was into it the whole time. And... uh Really great. If you go on my Instagram, there's a couple of videos there. It's hard, right? Because you yeah. can't you can't get perfect quality of it. But God, the acoustics were there. And again, yeah, for twenty bucks. All right, <laughs> stealing money. Here's the funny thing: is as you just mentioned, where they go, they go Hollywood Bowl on October 24th. That's next Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Then it says they they take a break. They come back March 18th, 2020. Okay, in Dublin. Oh wow. And then after that, this has to be, something can't be right here, right? I mean, this is funny as shit if it's a, a goddamn joke. September 25th in Texas, in Houston, 2069 is what it says. <laughs> September 27th, 2069, and September 29th, 2069, which is hilarious. What the hell is that? Their 100-year anniversary? Yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. That's great. I don't know what the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, I have but, no idea. But uh, look, man, I don't know. All three of those guys were amazing. McCartney, shockingly of the three, was the guy that on that night at, at Petco had the, the voice struggles. Where really? The voice did, got, huh? Yeah, but, I mean, come on. What is he, 78? How old is McCartney? Dude, uh, 70, at least 75. 
and I'm not complaining to see him, iconic guy, for the first time. He was amazing. But there were times during... 77, McCartney. Yeah, during, you know, Let It Be or Hey Jude where the yeah. voice wasn't quite there. You get it. But considering when I saw Jagger in August that he was three or four months from having a heart valve repaired and he was great. Daltrey, there were a couple of notes that he doesn't hit anymore. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Don't be a puss. And I'm not saying Daltrey. I'm saying anybody complaining about it. You're just like, these guys are just iconic. And to see all three of them in four months. Kind of crazy. Yeah, probably about the best run I'll have for a while. There you go. And, yep. of course, I got to see. And Woods does like Liam Gallagher. Shut up. Champagne supernova. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this guy, this is exactly who Woods wants to be with his zipped up windbreaker and his tinted uh, circular sunglasses (laughs) and his shitty attitude. I'm like, oh my God, Woods is just sitting there pulling his pud, listening to Wonderwall. And I was 100% spot on, right? How much is Paul McCartney worth? Oh, I like that. Question is, is he a billionaire, right? Yeah. Is he a billionaire? And I believe he is. I'm going to say Paul McCartney is worth $1.4 billion. Pretty good. $1.2. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Do Jagger. Fuck, dude. What do you think he is? Jagger, I think, I think Jagger may be different because the Beatles... From like an album sales standpoint, maybe different than the Stones, right? Yeah. We're we're just all of those Beatles albums, everybody had to have that particular album. I don't know that anybody like even I don't know, what was the Stones last kind of cool album, maybe Tattoo You? But I, I, I think you even go back further than that, right? How old do you think Mick is? Uh, I'm pretty sure Jagger is 77. 76. 76? Yep. Um, but you're looking at it there? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to say he's um, say he's $920 million. $360 million? That's what it says, $360 million. Isn't that, see, man, that's amazing. I it bet is. it's higher than that. Probably is. I bet it's high. Isn't that about the money that Bryce Harper just signed for? Yeah, Machado. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I would still say if you're a music fan and you get I know people who went to see Brian Wilson, um, and they were like, God, he just sat there like we don't even know if he was singing. Yeah, boy, Daltrey was whipping that microphone around. Pete Townsend was windmilling, doing all his shit. Um. You know, I told you, Keith Richards, I think Ronnie Wood plays mostly lead now, but Jagger, Charlie Watts is insane. I don't know if any of those guys will come through Southern California again, other than the Who next week at Hollywood Bowl. But if, if you have the money and you're on the fence, fuck. I to go to Hollywood go. Bowl, that's right. really cool. Right, that would be great. Um, So here's the cool thing about this show that I like a lot. The cool thing about this show that I like a lot is that there are a lot of people that work in different places that listen to us. Yeah. And Dave just said it. We're incredibly thankful for that. And the people that listen and text get kind of frustrated by some of the shit going on 
by their employer. And their one way to vent or get it out of their system is by sharing it with us. Yeah. And I like that. I'm of the belief. Uh, I don't think, Dave, that it would be as early as, like, hypothetically, if we did a show a week from tonight, I'm trying to think of how the dates match up. I don't know that I'll have it by a week from tonight, but I will tell you this. I'm about 98% certain that by the show we do next Sunday, which would be, I think that's... 20th. No, no, um, not this 27th. Okay. I'm almost certain that the show we do by the 27th, which is two weeks before the launch of the uniforms, without seeing them, I think I'll be able to tell you exactly what they are. Okay. Good deal. Um, uh, I'm relatively, I'm about 95%. Now, here's the thing, and, I, and I'll do this too. Because of how much this audience means to us. If there's some of you that are like, you know what, man? Don't go into great detail. Why wouldn't you want to know? No, I'm just saying like, yeah. there might be some people, Dave, that just want to celebrate Christmas on Christmas, right? <laughs> okay. You know, you know what I'm saying. I got you. And they may just say, hey, you know what, man? Just tell us, yeah, they got it. Or, yeah, I don't know. And, I, and I'm not going to be... Dave and I enjoyed ruining yeah. Star Wars for guys. I'm not going to do that to people. I really won't. I'll give you... <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I I'm not just going to bust yeah, balls and then be like... You can't say, hey, look, we're going to talk about this for the next three minutes. Go ahead and, and fast forward. Yeah, we can do that. I think you should give details. Two but, more people going to want to know. But what I'm really, really working on is... Um, just trying to get you like, you know what? I think you're going to like them, which I'm really, really hoping that's what we get to say. Um, or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we'll know. But that's kind of what was hinted at today was, hey, man. Um, yeah, probably not by the, I would say by that following Sunday, by like the 27th. I think by the 27th, we should have a, a pretty good idea. The way that week plays out, I think we're going to have to do shows 27th and 28th. Um, if not the Sunday night, then the Monday night show. I feel pretty confident. And if I don't, okay. if they if my two sources don't get what they think they're getting, then I'll come out and tell you and go, hey, they just, everything's on lockdown. But... Yeah, we have we have two different people that don't know about each other yeah. that believe they're going to have a pretty good indication and we may have it by that time frame. All right, let me ask you this question because you're going to want it to be perfect all the way around. You're going to want the sleeve, yeah, it's the front, be cool. the back. You want everything, hats, everything. You want it to match. Let's say they do something like this, okay? Front of the uniform, exactly what you want. The Whatever they got on the, on the sleeve, what, whatever yeah. it is you, in your mind, Okay. Uh-huh. In your mind, you have an idea of what you want. Mm-hmm. Every, they got everything perfect, except they decide, you know what? We aren't going to put last names on the back of the home uniforms. Oh, wow. Would you like that or not like that? Like, well, would that ruin it for you? See, I hate the, I hate like the Yankees are the Yankees. They, they're Red Sox right. don't put last names on their home uniforms. But when right. the Dodgers, when McCourt owned the team, right. he that grew up done. a big Red Sox fan. 
and he decided to take the names off the jerseys. Right. I, I fucking hated it. Yeah. You can't. That's stealing. Yeah. You're already going. You're stealing history. Yeah. You're already going pinstripes, which I think people are like, hey, man, kind of a Yankee thing. Few other teams have them. Yeah. Phillies, Mets. Yeah. But, um, by the way, speaking of the Mets, I had no idea how they did their uniforms until this year. As big of a baseball fan as I am, yeah, I had no oh, idea. Oh yeah, I had where no did we hear that? I had no idea that the blue was for the Brooklyn Dodgers, the orange was for the New York or San Francisco Giants or New York Giants, yeah, and the pinstripes were for the Yankees. Isn't that funny? I had Combination no idea. Yeah, I had no idea why they did a. Con- I had no idea until this year until I heard that that that's like how that. they ended up with their uniform. I like that. San Diego will be. Uh, hey, we did this. For Kevin Faulkner, <laughs> be some shithead, some shithead explanation for it. Uh, the, my favorite thing was a text that I got yesterday yeah. from somebody in the organization who texted me and goes, who the fuck is Jason Tingler? Yes. There you go. That was, Did you correct him? Say his name's not Jason? I said, well, I don't know who Jason is, <laughs> but you may want to figure out who Jace Tingler is. Now, we're also being told, as everybody went into panic mode yesterday yeah. with AC's story, that uh, Tingler was in for a second interview. We're being told that the feeling is it will be Ron Washington and that Jace Tingler, if Ron Washington, Steve Fisher, then Jace Tingler will be Brian Dutcher, coach in waiting. Yeah. I, I don't know how that all works because if that team's – I think Ron would get a fair period of time, much much yeah, more Yeah, I mean, the time. idea is you don't have an idea to hire someone and have them retire, but that's what it sounds like. He's a coach, and when you say coach and waiting – Yeah. You know, here, okay, so here's the deal. Let's Here's my opinion, at least. They obviously love Tingler. They dis- Preller does. Yes, Preller does. And so if it was up to Preller, if he could just He'd hire his own guy – he would be the guy. The problem that he's running into right now is the owner came out and says, we're going to hire a guy with experience. Mm-hmm. Well, Tingler has zero experience. As a matter of fact, there's so many guys in baseball, across baseball, who have right. no idea who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, Darren did a very insane. funny bit where he had, I didn't hear not, it. In, not, yeah. in, not intending it to be a bit, and he said, he goes, look, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just letting you know. I had Pedro Gomez and Tim Kirchin yeah. on, and he said, hey, who's Jace Tingler? Just... Curious, and neither guy knew who and, the fuck this guy is. And this is all these guys do is, is breathe right. baseball. Right. They had no idea who he was. I've asked people that I know who say they have no idea who he is. Right. And I'm yeah. going, what the fuck? So this is just Preller to me bring wanting to bring a guy in that he 100% can, can control. Well, yeah, why wouldn't is. you when you've had five straight losing seasons? Yeah, well, he's got the Midas touch. <laughs> Fucking guy. Dude, I mean, I'm with Fowler when he said we need a guy with experience. I think we all are, right? We did the Andy Green move. So now you go the opposite direction. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I've thought of this week, Dave. I've thought back to when Ron Fowler took over this team. And Ron Fowler said at that time, you know, when I was a minority owner and I only had a small piece of this team, I was invited to like three meetings a year. And I was basically told, sit down and shut up. And now I'm like, well, no fucking wonder you were told, sit down and shut up. Big mouth. Big mouth? (laughs) 
Because you're goddamn honestly, seriously considering Jace Tingler to be the manager of your team. Yeah. As soon as you... Hey, Ron, guess what? This is a test. What do you think about the idea of Jace Tingler? Well, tell me more. No, I'm not telling you anymore. <laughs> Failed. The fuck out of here. You go to the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club and you sit there and eat shrimp cocktail until your fucking ears turn red. You're, you're done. Come on, scoot. Get out of here. Fail. Well, I just wanted to hear. No, 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 no. I said, get the fuck out of here. You should have said what everybody else in this town would say. Who? Yes, who? Manager of what? This fucking guy shouldn't be managing the Lazy Acres market. And Ron's sitting there in his big corner office, right? Chewing double bubble, going, well, if he's not right. No, he's not right. Don't. There's no if involved. The fuck out of here. He told us, I want a guy with experience. You, angry Ron, remember? Shit. <laughs> Fucking guy. Is he drinking what Bill Cosby's giving him? Because what the fuck? How do you have people I, change their minds yeah. so quickly? I wouldn't let Ron own the boomers in National <laughs> City. What happened to Ron? What happened to him? Cracking his knuckles with his small hands. Yeah, well, it's not that tough when all you got to do is put cold Budweiser on the table. People like it. (laughs) That's not that tough. But I'll tell you what, maybe that's what this is all about, Dave. What? Every time I come down here, and I'm not complaining, you've got... Plenty of Nestle Pure Life water in there. That's not doing Ron any favors. It's not. Ron's like, I'm going to continue to make shitty decisions until these two assholes get stone cold drunk drinking my product every night. How the fuck is that team for a second even considering that guy? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't think it's good for anybody. I just don't understand. This is not the time you go with a new guy. That's what you did already with Andy. It failed miserably. Yeah. This is where Ron should step in and go, I'll pick the manager. I'm paying him. I'll pick him. Because guess what? Uh, Everything you've touched so far with these managers hasn't worked out. Damn it, man. I mean, (laughs) it is so crazy. It's unbelievable. If I would have told you this a month ago, your head would have fallen off. Now here we are a month later, and we all of us still can't believe it. I'll tell you what. This town's going to buy it, by the way. They're going to go, ah, fuck it. It must be good. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The I, more I think about it, without a doubt, there's only one guy to hire. It's Ron Washington. He's the guy. And I understand for the first day, people I, are going to get upset. I've already heard one guy say, I won't renew my season seats because the guy put Coke up his nose. Oh, that's shit. what he, I heard it on Coach's show. Well, hey, I'll tell you. I don't know why anybody's doing that. I, I'll tell you one thing, Dave, about Coke. I like those Coke and Mentos videos. Did you ever see it when that guy took that little dune buggy and he sent it down Loma Santa Fe? It almost crashed into the belly up. But I don't know why anybody would put that up their nose. Dad or dad's root beer. There's too many bubbles. I've had times when I was just sitting there having a root beer float on the and some bubbles got in my I don't know that I liked it. I mean, I did it three times. But you're going to cancel season tickets because the guy got some Diet Coke in his nose? Okay, tough guy. Good for you. Let's move on. Lou's in Lakeside. Hey, Lou, how about that guy? Gets a little bit of 
soda in his nose, and now all of a sudden he's he's a criminal. Coach said, "Coach says I've never I've never put anything up my nose. No, just your whole audience has." <laughs> But at the same time, we all know somebody, some people who have. Who's he implying? <laughs> Friends, family members, co-workers. That's what he said. I know he's talking about Woods. Know, we all know it's that Woods. Fucking, that fucking crackhead. <laughs> Edgy. Oh, yeah. shit, dude. It was so goddamn funny. But honestly, baseball-wise, Ron's your guy. Ron is, is your... He? I mean, I, I out, of, like out of who's left. Okay, Joe Madden was never coming Joe here. Joe Girardi? Yeah, Joe Girardi's not coming here either, you know? He's going to get the Cubs job. Yeah, you think that's where he ends up? That's what it sounds like. Uh, well, he quit USA Baseball. You yeah. see that? Um, and if it's Joe Girardi who played for the Cubs, fine. Joe Girardi's a great manager, but you haven't heard Joe's name here not in San Diego. So Madden wasn't coming here. Madden was going, it sounded like, one place. He was 100%. only going to the Angels. And so... Do you see when they? It's funny they showed a picture of Madden shaved. It's like who the fuck is that right, guy? Right, he looked was, like with the carrot. Did you see the one holding his kid on the field? Yeah, it was with nuts. dark hair. It was crazy. Yeah, um, but that's any, a great hire for them. It is a great hire for for see, the Angels. Just won the offseason right there. Yeah, Be, because in their fan base, they're going, "Hey, we got a World Series manager, and He's we got a guy home. that wants to wants to be wanted here. to be here." Well, fantastic. They don't need new uniforms. They do need pitching. But overall, yeah. if you're an Angel fan, you're excited already. For the for the Padres. Look, Ron Watchin wants wants another chance to do it right. Okay, he took mm-hmm. took the Rangers to the World Series twice. Everyone who's played for him loves him to death. He's supposed to be a great defensive coach. He's also a guy that's baseball done the right way. You know, maybe that old school stuff isn't good for some of the young guys, or they don't want to hear it. But there's a certain way you behave as a big leaguer, and Ron's going to make sure the guys behave and act the right way. I think it would be great for a guy. He would love Tatis. He would love Urias. He would probably get Hosmer yeah. back on track. Machado. I, see, that's the one I wonder. I wonder if Machado's like, I don't want to fucking hear it. Speaking of bad defense, the Yankees are the worst God defensive team Pathetic. I've ever seen in this game tonight. I can't believe the Twins didn't just Dude, beat you know, the shit out of them. Because <laughs> the problem is the Twins get put in the air. All you can do is put right. on the ground against the Yankees. Right. They get filled a ground ball. But anyway, I think Ron would be a great guy here of the guys who are left. And I understand the first day you're going to get upset. Oh, the guy cheated on his wife and put something up his nose. But that's not what you're hiring him for. You're hiring him to win baseball games and change the attitude of the organization. Yeah. I think he would do that. Anybody who's like, I'm going to cancel season tickets because they yeah. hired Juan. There are Ron 12 Washington. more guys out there who have season tickets. Ron will be okay. Yeah, get out Sorry. of here. What a pussy. Like, swear to God. You'll be you, back. Oh, we don't need you back. You fucking asshole. Go do something else. You self-righteous cocksucker. What a <laughs> motherfucker, right? Can you imagine if Ron doesn't let us to everyone who canceled? We don't need you back, you self-righteous cocksucker. Ron <laughs> Fowler. <laughs> no, Ron Washington. No, but Ron, who says when the guys yeah. are leaving? Every time someone doesn't renew, oh, you get a them. letter from the Padres. You self-righteous oh cocksucker. Sign Ron Fowler, president. Oh, my God. There's so... Unfortunately, I shouldn't say so many. I do this too often, and I, I apologize. But there are... There are a certain amount of fans in this organization. Maybe every team has them. I don't know. But you're so full of yourself, which makes you so full of shit. Just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what you think. You understand? You asshole. If any of you were sitting on a fucking park bench and started talking to me, guess what I'd do? I'd move. I wouldn't be like, oh, hey. Hey, this is great. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. You're really on to something. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? What have you ever done in your fucking life? 
Nothing. God, this self, just the feeling of uh, self-importance. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. I think Ron Washington, why I like that hire is he would bring some personality. He'd be pretty cool. You know, the one thing Ron would do, and so, someone brought this up to me today, and I said, man, I'm with you on this one. They said two things that turned him off with Andy Green. Mm-hmm. One was when Andy Green backed down, when Dave Roberts went after yeah, him. A, yeah, he didn't want to yeah. fight. And he, he backed down. Hit behind McGuire. Yeah, Ron's not backing down. No, Ron's Even not. though he's an old man, he's not backing down. Two is the whole Rizzo-Hedges thing was ridiculous, and they didn't put right. one right at, on Rizzo. Right. Ron would go, that's old school baseball, we pay that guy back. Yeah. We haven't had a manager do that here in forever. Right. Uh, dude... I don't know that we've ever had a guy in charge of a uh, team that's just old school, badass cool like Ron Washington is. And at the start when I heard it, the first thing I thought was, ah, man, retread, really? And then you kind of start thinking about it. You go, you know what? I I really do, Dave, sincerely. As much as I have ripped on that team, and look, I don't know. Maybe they win 48 fucking games and we're in the yeah. same place a year from tonight. But if Ron ends up being the guy over Sosha or Girardi or any of these other guys, man, I think I'll kind of like that. Yeah. I think I think the personality that he would bring to that spot would be such a great change from what Andy did at that spot. I think it'd be refreshing. I think it'd bring a little life to it. I think he brings immediate credibility Ron his Ron Fowler then delivers on what he said with a guy with presence and experience. He he nails it both. Yeah. And so uh I hope they do it. And if they go, listen, and if they sell you on the idea that Tingler's coming to possibly be the guy, then all right, fuck it. Let's see what he's got. Change the culture around. The guy's got uh I mean the reputation is for the two guys that know him in baseball. That it connects well with players. But I think, Dave, I think that whole coaching staff needs to be flushed out and change everything, bring in eight new voices, and turn them loose and see what happens. Okay, let me ask you, because I think a lot of people are starting to say, hey, Preller, it's time to to put up. What are Mm -hmm. you expecting next year where if we aren't sitting here in a year and going, Preller's still the GM? How many wins? Well, Again, Dave, it's hard to say because you don't know what the pitching staff is going to look like. Okay, well, that's his job to fix it. Oh, I got you. But I'm not like, talk to me the week, talk to me two days before opening day, and I'll, I'll let you know. I, I don't have any idea what this team's going to look like. I'll be incredibly excited if they move hedges out of here. I, I've never, I've watched that team for a long time. I've never seen a more overrated guy. Another guy, self-promoting, arrogant fucking zero than Austin Hedges. Get him the fuck out of here and wash our hands of that fucking guy. Then anybody who tweets, oh, Austin, oh, my God, you look like a fucking dumb shit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Look, I have no idea if Mejia, Dave, I have no idea if Mejia is going to be. Yeah. Right, Yadier Molina or whatever. I have no idea if he's going to be that guy. All I know is that Austin Hedges will never be that guy offensively. No, he won't. And you have no fucking time for a guy hitting a buck sixty-seven. Get him the. And when that guy started campaigning for the Gold Glove, that um, that bugged the shit out yeah, of me. I'm with you. 
your team was such an underachiever and all you're doing is self-promoting. Get the fuck out of here. Beat it. See, I'm with you 100% on that. Okay, Beat so it. as far as but I don't know, this Dave. Padre team, they can't have an under, another 90 loss season and go, we're going to keep the same GM. Your job oh, is no, to fix what's done. going on. I mean, too many 90 loss seasons. Yeah. You got to be a 500 team. Uh, at least 500. But the reason why I don't want to say they should be a 500 team tonight is, again, I don't know what the pitching is. Yeah, but my point is there's no excuse. It's his job to fix it. He has he has so much in reserve. You're, you're gonna Go do, out and make some trades. You're going to shut up. And he you're loves those fucking prospects. Say. Oh, I thought you were so oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do you think I was about to say? He loves what? Well, it said prospects. I was like, what? Calm down. Then he said prospects. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody loves them. I was like, God dang, Dave. Rain it in. If they go out and get two quality starters, yeah. you dick. What I was going to say was they, they better, won't. I, they can't fuck. afford that. They'll say they can't afford it. Well, then okay. well, I don't believe There's, them. They won't. You think they'll get either even Strasburg or Cole? No. Neither no, one. No. And But, Dave, I don't blame them for that. Those guys, the way they're pitching in the playoffs right now, look where Machado was last year in the playoffs. Machado was a disaster yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, was. And it limited the market. Yep. Garrett Cole and Strasburg have been untouchable, which is only going to make it an insane market. Yep. The and Astros said they aren't going to keep Cole. Strasburg is expected to go back to the Nationals. Uh, Cole's supposed to go to the Angels. Yeah. Artie could go deep on that. Um, I think they'll be in it. I do. I think they'll be legit in it, too. But if they don't get those guys because the market goes crazy on them, um, I'm not going to blame them for that. They, they just got, there was no, because Machado was shit. For the Dodgers. But if they go out and improve the pitching staff, and I'm going to say with two starters because I'm done with Lauer. I think you go out and improve it with two starters. Then when he asked me this around spring training, I'm going to say they should easily be an 88-win team. 88. You shut kept the thinking, you this. shut the fuck Jesus up. Jesus Christ. I swear. I'm gonna Why tell do you, you set yourself up for heartbreak? Well, that's assuming they go and get two pitchers. If they try to sell us on uh, Lucky Lucchese and uh, Easy Eric, then I'm going to come in here and say, you know what, Dave? They're a 61-win team. <laughs> well, let's see how the lineup pans out. Maybe they go get Mookie Betts. That's the trade. Well, shit. I, I don't think that is the trade. As much as we'd love to see Mookie Betts, fuck's that guy going to get on the open market? That's the thing is, would you sit there and say, hey, you get Mookie here with the idea of selling him that say, hey, come here for you. Would you trade a guy like Patino for one no. year to go, hey, you no. got Mookie? Fuck's the matter with you? Fucking asshole. You shut your mouth. The Rams would do it. <laughs> the Rams would do the Rams it. The Rams have like no pick, first round picks for like five years in a row. <laughs> Would you trade? Okay, here's a here's a free agent for you. Would you trade? Would you try and get Zach Wheeler? Mm. He, he's a, he's a he's a free agent. Expected to go to the Astros. Yeah, I like him. But he's a guy the Padres would be able to afford. Yeah, I like him. Fits in, right? There'll be a handful of guys out there. Yeah, where you go? Oh, and here's the thing. They may not have the sizzle of Garrett Cole. Yep. You know what this fucking team needs? How about a guy who consistently gets into the sixth inning? Oh, man, that would be something else. Right? Yep. Like saying, hey, how about a guy who picks uh, five winners a day at the track? You go, well, goddamn, nobody does that. That's the way that Padre rotation is. 
Nobody gets into the sixth inning. It's a huge offseason. Huge offseason coming up. From the manager hire to what happens if the winter meetings. And if they stay stagnant and don't shake this thing up from top to bottom, then we're all in for a fucking world of hurt. <laughs> Starting with you. You're the first we're guy. We're all in for a world of hurt. You're the first guy. I'll tell you what we're going to do. You're not going to like this at all, but Go guess ahead. what? We're going to like it. We're going to put a little fucking GPS on that little uh, Dodge Neon you drive around town. <laughs> okay. Good deal. And every time you get out and you walk into Vons or wherever you're going into, Massage Envy, whatever you do during <laughs> the day, nobody knows. We're going to have people all around town just waiting for you with a big carton of brown eggs. And they're going to throw them right at your fucking head. That's how we're going to take it out. We're not going to throw eggs around Fowler. We'd probably knock him over. But we will throw eggs at you. So guess what, smart guy? You better get on the bandwagon. <laughs> Legit. Quick. Are you going to come home every day? And your wife's going to be waiting for you with one of those big Gatorade towels. Wiping eggshell off your face. <laughs> What happened, Dave? I don't want to talk about it. These guys, I say, hey, stop it. We throw five more. God, it'd be so great. We start chucking durians. <laughs> Rifling eggs at you, slingshot. What would be the worst way to take an egg? From a slingshot? That probably hurt. Dude, it all hurt. Eggs would hurt. Eggs would hurt. Oh, my God. Are they going to fuck this whole thing up? Yeah, they will. But this is what they do. I don't like that we have friends they, around. They, honestly, I think they just fall in love with the prospects they have. They're yeah. going to tell you more drawings, your guy, the whole deal. I don't like that friends around baseball text you and me going, God, I hope they hire fucking Tingler just to hear that podcast. That's it. Nonstop. That's what we're getting nonstop over and over again. We're going to do that whole show in French. Oh, my God. I'm trying to look at as you're talking. I'm trying to look up to see where other people are saying guys are going to end up. And some of these, yeah. the, 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 they aren't even worth saying. I'm like, dude, Brian McCann retired. Oh, Brian McCann's going to end up with the Rangers. I'm like, he Brian McCann? I go, he retired. What the fuck yeah. are we doing where, here? Where do we got Vaughn Hayes going? <laughs> like, these are insane. Mike Aldretti coming in? Oh, here? my gosh. You're kidding. All right. Hey, want to mention a couple things, and I'm going to ask you a coach question here in a second. Hey, yeah, I'm happy to. Okay. Well, I got to get the daily FU of the day from coach in a second. Oh, boy. All right. Hey, uh, again, uh, Brian Kerr is your guy. He's selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. Look, he's the reason why I called him as well, because he is the best in the business. He's one of the top 1% President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker, also a certified negotiation specialist. He's your guy because you know San Diego County better than any realtor out there. Again, wherever you might be thinking of going, he'll tell you if it's a good idea, a bad idea. Where will your money grow your investment in your house, which, of course, is a big deal when you finally decide to buy that home. Brian Kerr is your guy, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Yeah, he knows the market. He knows the right time to get in. And more importantly, if you're somebody, we always talk about buying a house, but if you are looking to sell a house, uh, Dave can tell you firsthand, you really have to play it. it there, there's, I mean, it seems like a weird thing to say, but feels like there's biorhythms yeah. uh, to the market. And Brian knows it better than anybody. He knows when that market's going to drop down. And more importantly, he knows when that market's going to bounce back. And that's exactly when you want the sign in the front yard. When people are looking to buy, ready to go, make that commitment. 
nobody better than that. And then when you're looking to sell, you're going to have to have some place to go. And uh, Brian's the perfect guy to do that. Figure it out. I've figured out what my next house is going to be. What it's going to look like or where you're going to be? I figured it out. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do, and I'm going to have Brian help me with this, is it's going to be really, really easy. Did you ever see that movie Into the Wild? Into the Wild, I ran across that movie the other day with uh, Emil Hirsch. Okay. Where the guy was out in Alaska just living in that bus, and then he would just go out and he'd like fist fight an elk and then just rip its skin off and eat its dinner. <laughs> no, I never saw it. It's kind of, I mean, he may not have done it like that, but he just lived off the land. So I'm going to tell Curry. I got kind of that in my DNA. I'm like, you know what? I just want an old school bus. We'll put a Comrex. I'll have Dave Marcus check. Come put a Comrex in so I can yeah. do this fucking worthless show two nights a week. And then the rest of the time, I'm just going to live off the land. <laughs> My bow and arrow. Just eat your meat raw. Yeah, that's it. Well, no, I I, I tend to watch Survivor, and I think you could offer me twenty five thousand dollars to start a fire. I don't. I still don't know. Is it Flint? Yeah, yeah. I I with the blade. I don't think I could do that. No, I I watch that every time. I'm like I'd lose because I could not. And then they get those guys taking the bamboo, yeah. going back and forth, like. Uh, Mike Cast Costa, away. like Costa watching Nina Hartley. They just go back and forth really fast. <laughs> but uh, I don't even think I need fire. I'm just going to say to Brian, listen, just find me a bus in an old abandoned field and, uh, you know, make sure there's some, I can live off the land. Maybe it's a stream. I'll just catch some salmon Yeah. or whatever else is out there. And then uh, I'll just check in for the show. <laughs> And if there's one guy who can make it happen for me, it's Brian, Brian Curry. Curry. Just don't stick me in fucking IB, kid. Anywhere but IB. Anywhere but that. I mean, the definition of shithole. <laughs> also, don't forget about Alan Taylor. Taylor made oh, pools. Your shit. perfect pool's waiting for you. Look, your brand new home, the perfect pool. What else could he ask for? A friend of mine said they were in a pool the other day, and yeah. the way it was set up, was the pool was awesome, okay? Okay. But then they had the TV that right faced there. above the pool that faced four different ways. You could watch four different programs on four different TVs while you're in the goddamn pool. You got to see the TaylorMade website. Alan's it's insane. done shit like that. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Alan Taylor can set you up too. You name it, whatever's in your mind, I guarantee you Alan Taylor's thinking about it even better. Alan Taylor's phone number is 619-449-4452. Again, TaylorMade Pool, 619 619- Four four nine four four five two. My vision grows. I feel like a young Bugsy Siegel getting ready to discover Vegas. Yeah. Not only am I going to have a bus right there with the Comrex close to a stream. Yeah. Where I can catch walleye, but I'm going to need somewhere to relax after the show. I think I'm going to have Al Taylor come out and build me a goddamn pool. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It would be awesome. Right. I'm going to put it right out there, right out there in the middle of nature. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Just a perfect pool. I don't have to worry about fences or anything. I'd probably have to worry about fighting grizzly bears and shit because they're trying to relax in my pool. And I got to tell, I almost said something. I'll okay. leave Hold that. It back. I did. It's regarding. Uh, not, yeah, just, uh, just watch just, it. Watch it is right. Every now and then I filter myself. I'll tell you after the show and you'll be like, yeah, it's probably good you filtered that. Look, 
I think I, a lot of you have anger issues. And one of the ways to make those anger issues going away, be a goddamn relax. And no better way to relax with the tailor-made pool. I swear to God, there are times when I feel like a lot of you just need to either get slapped or punched right in the face. Because you have the ability to put a pool in your backyard. What do you have back there now? Lawn darts? Yes. Come Everybody's on. like, oh, great. Perfect. There's a party at Daryl's house. Oh, what the fuck are we going to do there? What? We're going to have lawn darts. And he's got cornhole. Oh, fuck. Do you know anybody named Daryl? No. It's funny as fuck you spelled the name Daryl. <laughs> Can you spell Daryl? Yeah. yeah, but eight different ways. <laughs> right. Jeez, D-A- like, it's like Sean. Right. Another dopey name. <laughs> I'm just saying you can spell it eight million ways. D-A-R-Y-L. Who fucking signed off on that? Daryl? Are we going to Daryl's house? Yeah, we're going to go. It'll be so fun. We're going to play Pente. Remember that shit? What is Remember those little green stones? Oh, the worst game. It came in like a tube. And your douchebag friend thought he was so cool because he had Pente. Yeah, fuck. Stop wearing out your friends. Just build the fucking pool already. Shit. God damn it. How tough is it? Nobody wants to come there and see your batting tee. Hey, this is great. I got my nine-year-old son, Noah, in here. <laughs> Honey, crank that thing up to 103. Get in there, Noah. Nobody wants to watch that shit. Give it up, Charlie Loud. Just fucking build the pool and then go fuck yourself. Alan's like, no, don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. I got caught up in the moment. Hang on. We're going to pick it up from right, Charlie Loud. Three, two, one, Mark. Build your pool and then go back and relax and enjoy your life. And you can thank Alan Taylor for bringing your little piece of heaven to your backyard. Perfect. Let's go with that one. That was good. God, I can't believe we almost let that shit out over the air. <laughs> Alan would hit me over the head with a little bats bottle. Build the pool and go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, here we go. Don't forget about Dan Williams. Again, Dan Williams is the guy. He's the leading mortgage professional when it comes to C2 Financial Corporation. Again, he will help you with money. Money is the big thing here. Money is the guy. The reason that you stress out at night is also uh, the reason why you smile when you realize you have enough of it. Dan will help make sure that you have enough of it. He will stretch that money. He'll make it last a lifetime. Dan is your guy. I tell you, this could be the most important call you make. 858-688-6813. If your wife is on you and saying, look, we got to cut down on this damn direct TV bill. Daniel's your guy. 858-688-6813. That's funny, Dave. That's a, that's a very interesting statement. Yeah, I hear that about three times a week. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have a wife and her name rhymes with Nita, yes. and she's telling you, what is with this DirecTV? Why are we paying $450 a month for DirecTV? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? I have to call Dan because I was incredibly smug and snarky yeah. about getting 100% out of debt like I did. And then, Dave, I got a little brash. And I played the futures market, and I invested all my money into the gas prices would drop below $2 a gallon. <laughs> and now I'm $91,000 in debt. So what I need to do, obviously I didn't borrow smart, but I better goddamn learn how to repay smart. And there's probably some of you, I go through this all the time, and there are two or three friends that I've talked to that, that get behind in their bills 
and it's trying to figure out what the priority is. And maybe the phone rings and it's the collector and they rattle your cage a little bit and you get nervous. Man, you need somebody like Dan who's going to work with you because when you borrow the money to buy your house, you also need to know how to repay that money so that you can stay in there and enjoy just how great it is to be a homeowner. The book, like we said, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is absolutely fantastic. It's yours for free. But then, and this is the one that I've kind of forgotten about. Yeah. And I really want to hit this because we have so many friends that are in the military that don't even realize all the perks that you have earned by spending time uh, committing to this country doing your time as a service person. Uh, Dan's got a second book for you, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. He's a huge supporter of the Honor Foundation. And as part of that, Dan wants to give back to you. So here's how you get the books for free. Go to the website, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Or as Dave mentioned, give him a call, 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. All right. Also, Kyle Fluker, he's your guy for as far as websites. We love what he's done. Again, with our website, he can do the same thing for yours. You can look at ours. Again, it's at DaveAndJeffShow.com and also Jake'sProjects.org. Again, he has helped out a ton of friends of ours, and they become friends because they're couldn't be more happy that we recommended Kyle Fluger. We get messages all the time. Yep. Hey, Kyle does such a great job. Thanks for introducing us to him. I know our buddy Sean Walchef has been using him as well. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. We're going to start seeing a lot more blogs on the website coming up. Dave's already committed to writing a daily blog. That's it's it. going to be great. You are going to write one. You're going to write a daily blog. This day in Padre history. <laughs> and it was it, the offseason. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. We didn't do shit. We traded Trey Turner. Fuck. <laughs> That's been this day in Padre history. Uh, I love the look of our site. And Kyle says, hey, you feel like doing anything to bring a little action to it? And we are. We're going to start doing blogs. There'll be some videos, some fun stuff coming up, uh, all kinds of fun things. So we'll start looking for that. But, yeah, if you need somebody to do your page, nobody better than Kyle Fluger. Absolutely. All right. Got to ask you about Coach. Do you have an FU of the day for Coach? Uh, well, yeah, I hadn't really thought about one, Dave. But, yeah, FU of the day to people that don't appreciate my style of doing talk radio. <laughs> Who would be upset by that? Well, I think uh, millennials with your edgy little vape cigars or whatever you smoke all day. Hey, I'll tell you one thing about me. You want to know what I smoked? One day my friend Richie, he got a pack of matches and we lit the burnt end of our candy cigarettes that we had picked up down at the Five and Dime. It gave me a little bit of a stomach ache, and then my dad gave me a little bit of a butt ache when he found out I'd been playing with matches. <laughs> I got another FU of the day. Yeah. Anybody who uses the term butt boy on radio should immediately be fired. What are we doing here? Huh? What the hell are we doing here? This is a forum. Don't, don't describe people using the term butt boy for crying out loud. There could be kids in the car. Hey, mom. What exactly does that mean? It's not terminology you're going to hear me use. I went to Torrey Pines. I went to USIU. I'm educated. <laughs> I can put a well-thought-out sentence together. It may take me four shows to do it, but I'll do it, God damn it. And then... Uh, That's a good sign no one's listening. 
Yeah. When you say that on on regular radio. Yeah. And there's not a not an apology. Five minutes later, after the break. Fucking nobody's listening. Nobody is listening. Not a good sign. Uh, and my final fu goes to anybody who laughed when Michael Keaton said they should have fed fed the mayonnaise directly to the tuna fish and cut out the middleman. Dave, I'll tell you what. I go home after a really good show. Yeah. So fun to have John Maffey on talking about high school baseball for two and a half of my three-hour show. And then I go home, and this is why I like. I get a little bowl out. I put some uh, those plastic like cooking gloves on just to make sure there's no germs. Yes. I take out my tuna fish. I take out some Best Foods mayo. Now, by here... There's a little drop coming right down my eyebrow because I've been working. I, I use that hand, and I get that bowl of whipping. Click, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. Because I'm hustling. I've always hustled, Dave. I'm not a guy, as you know, what do I always say about my teams? You better not be afraid to get your pants dirty. So I got in there. But you know what I like? A lot of people like it on Wonder Bread. But I like that bread that kind of looks like Wonder Bread, but it's a little bit of a yellow tint. Maybe it's an egg bread. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they just use eggs on it. But I put a little bit of tuna fish. What I, Dave, is I use, I don't use the ice cream scoop because later on at night when I go and get a bowl of vanilla, I don't want to mix vanilla and tuna fish. Not my thing. But I use a little scoop and then gently bring it all the way to the edge. The next one I'm going to do is, you ready for this? Yes. I get a little bag of uh, ruffles, but <laughs> because I'm smart with my money, Dan Williams taught me I don't get real ruffles. I get the uh, Albertson brand, and I take a little bit of ruffles, and I crush them up. It gets rid of my anger from listening to your fucking show, your bullshit, and I crush those ruffles all around the tuna fish sandwich. Is your mouth watering yet? <laughs> I put that together, kind of pat it down a little bit. I cut it in four pieces, nice and even corners. And then I take it out to the living room and I pour myself a big, tall glass of orange Fanta and I watch Judge Judy. (laughs) I tell you what, if I wasn't married, I might take Judge Judy out for a night of bowling and pinball and see where the night pick is, Dave. She's an alley cat. <laughs> She's a little rascal. I almost feel like breaking the law just to hear her yell at me. How many times? What would you do to break the law? Well, a couple things I would do. I mean, there have been days when I was a little short on cash, but I definitely wanted a goddamn payday bar. Oh, I'll tell you what, Dave. I got another F you. Is that your candy of choice? A payday bar? I like a payday bar. After uh, a nice tuna fish sandwich. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so satisfying. Yeah, I used to like Mr. Good Bar, but then it would melt a little bit on my fingers. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing. A big F you to the hostess company. These son of a bitches... Did you notice, Dave? You're a snowballs guy. Yes. But the market, they had orange snowballs. And I said, ooh, is this going to be kind of an orange chocolate blend? Or could it be a pumpkin blend? What? Is that? Yeah. 
I said that right. Yes, you got I'm it, so coach. used to fucking up my sentences. I don't know when I actually got one right. <laughs> it's so you are weird. Fine. It's usually anything with an S. Yeah, or you fuck it <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, like a broken watch. Fuck, that was my one time I was right today. So goddamn, I bought three of those and a half gallon of two percent milk, and I went out behind the dugout at Sage Creek. <laughs> And I cracked them open. Dave, there was no additional flavor at all. It was just coconut and chocolate. It was just orange for no reason. It just food coloring. <laughs> I'm sorry. And after the sixth one, guess what? I felt a tingle from my armpit to my elbow. Is that bad? Well, you've already had a heart attack once, so it's bad. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy the other day. He's so great. Listen, the only reason why we fuck with him is he's the fucking nicest guy on the he planet. He is the nicest guy going. He is the nicest guy on the planet. He probably, and he wears a suit to work, yet it's he, radio. He, Dude, I honestly, like, I don't think John dislikes anybody. No. Like, I just, I can't even imagine how cool that must be, right? Yeah. Because you and I. I'm, no, it's I, not cool. I like disliking people. But. <laughs> it helps relieve stress. But by. N- Eight o'clock in the morning. You're already sick of four people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how much are you out driving around during the day? Um, god dang, it was a lot. Now, not much at all. When you're driving, yeah, and you look to the right, and somebody has their cell phone to their ear, yeah. Like, hey, I know the rule applies to everybody, but it doesn't apply to me. Isn't there a little part of you that like to see that car just swerve off yeah. and go into the ditch? Yeah, hundred percent. There's no way coach ever thinks yeah. that way. No. Hey, be careful there. Yeah. You should have two hands on the wheel, but I'm I'm guessing that's a call you had to make. No, it isn't. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the funny is him and Ben. Guaranteed neither one of them think that way like you and I. No. Like I always want to see when a guy goes speeding by me. I, I just want to see a uh, CHP one time. Nail right. Him. Weaving in and out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, any of this shit. Those guys, Dave, they don't think any of that. No. But this fucking maniac coached the other day. I get in and because Darren's just fucking celebrating himself and he just get worn out from that shit, right? Like he's such a hero because fucking he knows A.J. Hinch. Fucking guy acts like he knows Neil Armstrong, but (laughs) that's cool. Like I like it. Dude, a guy who's the manager of a World Series championship team was in your wedding. I get it. It's fucking cool. But just say, hey, this is cool. Yeah. Stop acting like you're fucking friends with, you know, whoever. Mother Teresa. I got worn out on his shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, go over to, I go over to check in on Coach. Yeah. And this fucking guy had the audacity. Not even knowing what a fucking dumb shit he sounded like. But you can't get mad at him because he's the fucking nicest guy in town. He was comparing his struggles as GM of the Sockers with what Preller's trying to do with the Padres. Okay. And I thought, if I'm there running the board, I'm like, hey, coach. Hey, buddy. Yeah, this is going on out over the air. (laughs) Over. (laughs) Coach, you been drinking, buddy? Over. I'm like, what? In the fuck am I listening to right here? 
Well, I got to tell you, he, I took over as GM of the Sockers, and that's a pressure job. So I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> if I could draw 111 people, where do you play? Del Mar Arena? Right? Where do you play? Palomar? You play at Long Beach Pyramid? Where the fuck you play? Preller's not just sitting in his car going, yes, yes. Okay, here's one asshole that gets <laughs> it. one guy knows my struggles. Oh, my uh, gosh. It's so damn funny. I was just like, this fucking bonehead. But I still love him. Oh we only gosh. fuck with him because we love him to death. He's the coolest dude. Oh, my gosh. The other I, day, dude, I tell you, and I was listening to him. Did you have him on? I listened to him the other day when he was talking about now that the Chargers left, he's a big 49er fan. And he goes out on Sundays with his 49er T-shirt. <laughs> and his wife has her 49er T-shirt on. Because John Lynch, right? Because of John Lynch. That's cool. That's right. He won That's me, his guy. He, he won me ball games. Won him ball game where he was in head coach at Ted Burke. Don't job. tell him that. Don't tell him that. I have he... no, I have no idea. I, I have no Look, idea. I'm just telling you that. Yeah. What? What? Are the, stolen valor. <laughs> that is stolen valor. Goddamn! I knew Ed Burke and Ed Burke. Ed Burke was he coaching baseball at Torrey at the time? Oh shit! In the '80s. Oh shit! John may have been part of that. Okay. okay. I'll get, I was thinking from football. Yeah, that's my only guess. Uh, okay, I can give him that. So he said he won in ball games. Fuck. Hell if I know. John Lynch Jr. John Lynch Jr. was always a cool Stud. dude. He was a cool yeah, dude. Yeah, that good. Yeah, I heard him. He was on, I heard that with Darren. That was really good. Like, what a cool dude. Was John Lynch Jr. on with Darren? Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be coach's guy? Oh. If it was the other way around, I don't think Darren would be pleased oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's not very ethical. No. Well, I appreciate the coach has ethics. He does. Yeah, no shit. Darren didn't go to Tory. No, Darren couldn't tell you what Tory is. Please. Oh, wow. Where do you think he got that number? <laughs> what are you saying? That he stole it when coach wasn't looking? Did he go through coach's phone? That's yeah. not ethical either. Guys are really sensitive, though, in this in this business. Man. I uh, got a shout out to go ahead the fucking Paul Rindell who faked a gallbladder yeah. injury to get out of work. Fucking guy's been working for three months. Oh, I got a stomach ache. Though he fucking somehow infected his own gallbladder. <laughs> and uh, like he he somebody hooked him up with a hospital gown. Yeah. That fucking kid. Okay, Rindell. Did you send him a note? I sent him a note too. No shit. I'm sending notes all over the goddamn place. Okay, Paul Rindell is such a good dude. And uh, <laughs> I'm talking to Woods yesterday. And I go, what the fuck happened to Paulie? He goes, God damn, he's in here. And he's saying, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I go, how much sympathy did you give him? Oh, none. Like any morons, yes. well, you and I would That's have been the same do. way. Yes. Shut the fuck up, Paul, and get to work. And, dude, like his gallbladder was fucked up. Yeah, so. he said it was the most pain he's ever been in. Oh, my gosh, man. You got to deal with those two assholes every Didn't day. Hacksaw pull that gallbladder shit, too? Why you had to miss like six months? Hacksaw? Yeah. Did I apologize? I, I, think, Hacks, I think Hacksaw like, put his gallbladder like he had a heart attack. Lee probably brought it in. Check it out, Bubba. 
Check it out. My gallbladder is bigger than your nuts, <laughs> Costa. I would say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, fuck. I got nothing else. Well, I thought and you had an apology coming. Who was I supposed to apologize I don't know. To? I thought you just said it. Did I, did I apologize for this? Oh, show? I was going to. No, I think I did. Because Saw, so I told you. Yeah, that he's a nice to, guy. Wrote, wrote me the nicest fucking email. Now, now I can fuck with him, but I can't call him a little shit anymore. And I was like, God damn it, Lee. So nice. Like, I read this thing. You ever do that? Yeah, it did it last year. Where you read shit and you're like, God damn. Yeah, there's I've certain been guys I a- like to dislike. Yeah, but I'm like, I've been such a dick to this guy, and look how nice this was. Okay, here's a question for you. Sure. In, in the San Diego media, are there more people you like or dislike? Mm. You don't need to say names. I'm just saying. No, are there no, more fuck, guests? of course I'll say names. Let's start at the Union Tribune. Can we <laughs> yeah. just go through a few of go these ahead. real quick? Yeah, there's no one at the UT I dislike. Ziegler? I don't know Ziegler. Honestly, I don't know. I thought AC's uh, reporting was horseshit, by the way, on this manager thing. Yeah, he Kev struggled, yeah, but I yeah, think him as no, a dude. Yeah, there's no answers. None. They're shutting him down. They're shutting him down. And Dennis Lynn. Let me think. Um, Kraz writes, I love Kraz. I like Kraz, too. I, I've known Tom probably the longest of any of those guys. I just don't get what the angle is on any of those fucking columns he writes. I don't get the. I don't get it. They don't use them the right way. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I could live with that. He says he does most of, most of his writing from home. What lazy shit. I don't think they pay for anybody to go anywhere anymore. Uh, they may not. Um, Posner and I have had a few laughs. Bye, Dig Jay. I like Jay's, Jay. Jay's a good egg. Canapa's great. Billy Center. I don't know. They're like, Bill Center fell off on Twitter. I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't check in anymore. He's uh, doing his whole uh, rankings on Padres again. Oh, That's his latest fantastic. thing. Top three Padre Nothing moments. He's suffered enough in his life. Um, they should go to Bill and say, who do you hire as the manager? Right. If they're not going to bring you in, why don't you bring Bill in and say, what direction? What's wrong with this franchise? Um, yeah, I'm fine with the UT. Channel 39, Togerson's great. I don't even know who's the sports guy for Channel 39. I don't know who the main guy is, but Togerson's great, and uh, and Todd Strain's a fucking great yeah. guy, too. We fuck with those, with Togerson a lot, but he's a, he's a really, really good dude. Uh, and I would tell you the truth. Channel 10 is Steve Smith and Ben, two fucking solid guys. Do you watch these things? I, I don't see them a lot, but like if I if I find myself on Channel 10 or, or 7, um, and like those guys I was just saying, like if Derek's on or Todd's on, uh, Steve Smith is great. Um, those guys are cool. Uh, eight, eight's probably the guys we're the closest yeah. to with Kyle and John. Fucking awesome. Uh, Fox Five, Troy's. I don't know Troy that well, but he's always been cool to me. Tabitha's amazing. Um, K- By the way, Aloha Taylor hasn't been on TV in two months, and nobody says a word. Yeah, what's up? Where's Aloha? I don't know. Nobody says a word. Like the most popular weather person in town, she was at one point the highest paid TV personality in town. And yeah, yet she disappears for two months, and there's no word. And nobody questions it except no. for you. Yeah. Um, morning show there. Raul was really cool. Brad was great. Chrissy Russo was really fucking she was cool. Fun. Yeah, not a Shally fan. Shally nah, kind of she- big timed us, which was disappointing because yeah. we were fans till we met her or yeah. didn't meet her. How about that? Yeah. She had no time for us. Um, but she does a really good job on that show. Uh, KUSI, I'm just going through these in yeah. my head. I, I don't know Brandon at all. 
Um, but fucking Rudy's awesome. And Ostel's great. I mean, I'm just trying to think. I don't know a lot of these guys anymore. So much turnover. Lauren Finney's cool. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know her She's at all. She's cool. Um, and then we just go radio. 1360, Judd and Mike are great. Ernie's great. Um, Ornberger. Ornberger Watch will be out of this market soon. Ornberger's going to hit it. You could he, tell. He, there, he's been a guest nationally on, on The Herd. He's doing yeah. the national show for Fox. Watch, he's going to be out of this market soon. He had me fucking dying the other day. And Hartman, like, we saw Steve every day that, like, you just are on a break from Steve. Kind of like eighth grade. When you get out of eighth grade, you just don't go back to middle school. Yeah. But I fucking love Hartman. But Ornberger the other day just had no time. He didn't. I heard for that. Perceived shit. It's funny that you and when I they hear were the same thing. And I don't ownership? listen a lot because, yeah, because I'm usually I'm usually coaching at the time their show's on. Yeah. But you're right. I heard that the other day. He, um, he like, that's not how it is. He just told Steve straight out, that's not how it is. Right. It was great. Because Steve always goes to the negative every time. Right. But that struck me really funny. Um, let's get just quickly to the 12 noon show on 1360. This is not said in any kind of negative thing about the person because I've always had a good relationship with Marty, but I don't think Marty is so, she's so loud. She talks so fast on that show and she dominates the show. But I think that's what Darren wants. He wouldn't let it happen if it's not what he wanted. Yeah, no, I get that. The one thing I'll say about Marty, because Darren will say, I don't go to anything. I don't, yeah. Marty goes to everything. She went to the Rams, Niners, it's and great. Chargers, Steelers. Actually, the other day, she was sitting right next to me in that yeah. freaking game where it was, I know it was warm here, but where her and I sit, it was yeah. fucking freezing, dude. dude. Um, she was she was actually fine. But the deal is, she goes to these things. Like Darren she has no, hustles. he has no resource for anything because he doesn't go to anything. I don't get the idea. And again, this is, those guys can run their show. I'm just saying as a consumer. Yep. They go to the same guest over and over and over, and that bores the shit out of me. Yeah. So the I herd go, does the same thing, wears me out. Yeah, I just go find something else. I think there's too much Marty on the air. I liked it more. I liked the blend that they had at 1090 where Marty would just kind of jump in and kind of give a thing and then get back out. But it feels like she, and again. Oh, I think it's more than 50-50 even. It does. But. I know what happens when you say that thing is it becomes negative about it's not negative about her. No, no, no. I get along with her fine. I think she's cool and she hustles her ass off. But I'm shocked that they allow that to happen that much. It should be Darren's show with with Marty helping out. Yeah, and see it's funny. Doing what you and I number one were radio fans before we were in radio. Mm-hmm. And for but me, I'm, dude, there, I get bored quick. Yeah, I do too. And that even goes for Stern. There are times where Stern's yeah, talking to people and boom, I change the station. What I like is I like, I like a rhythm. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta go fast and you gotta have a rhythm. And, and there, we don't do a sports show on this because mm-hmm. it, where we started today, even with the uh, who it wasn't about that. This is more about yeah. us, our lives, our personalities. And then we kind of run the show, whichever way we want to go. But for them, they're doing a sports show. So yeah. today I go, well, I'm going to flip Darren on. I just got done listening to The Herd. I'm going to flip Darren on. Go local. What's he talking about? The first 24 minutes were, should I go to Houston? And I was like, oh, dude, I was bored out of my mind. And, and for boring. me as a listener, I was gone. And I went over to coach. Yeah. 
because I just wanted to hear where the Padres at on yeah. their on their manager right now. Yeah, I wanted to hear something with the Padres, and so for me, there's a rhythm guy. I will tell you that three o'clock show they're doing on thirteen sixty. Right now, they go right into it, and for Fusion? me, and no, not the fusion, not where Darren's in it. When Darren's gone from two forty-five to three, is Darren okay. with those guys? But at three o'clock, it's boom, top three headlines, and, and they're just going. It's not a bunch of bullshit. Schaefer, Hartman, Ornberger, and I don't know Schaefer at all. No, too many know. guys, by the way. Too many male voices in radio. You got you got to break it up. You can't have three male voices. You got to have maybe two male voices and a female. Otherwise, it's two guys. For the listeners, it, it get you get dizzy with three guys. Yeah, that's why. Just rapping on Darren's thing. I don't know that they're utilizing Marty. Like, she's... Like, I, I don't know that I like the role they currently have her in. But I'm a big fan of hers. I, I am. I'm a big fan. She fucking hustles, man. I tell you. She gets... You know, a lot of people... Listen, she's not an easy person to like. She doesn't have the strongest personality but i don't give a shit i don't need to go have lunch with her i just like the fact she works hard and she's always been cool to me and and i've always tried to be cool to her but from a listening standpoint that show's become a tough listen but nobody over there gives a shit right they're gonna they're gonna do their own thing so if he listened back to it um that maybe, show that show can be really really good maybe I, he has too much on his plate Doing the Kogo show and stuff because it's not the same show that he was doing at 1090. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know on that. I, I can't speak to that. I just don't like the current blend. It feels like it's 60% Marty, 40% Darren, and it should be 65 Darren, 35 Marty because when it's like that, it's really fun. I like that, but I think it's gone away from that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the book yeah, shows. Right, right now, there's nobody in radio I dislike. Either the either that ninety seven three or thirteen sixty. Yeah, uh, no, no. I used no. to hate everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of true yeah. at both of those stations. That's kind of true. That's been a while since yeah. that happened, right? Yeah. We got that asshole Kaplan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I flipped on a Kaplan today. I, How's I, he doing, I, dude? Same thing with the rhythm thing. Just too much fucking dragon. So, Jump right into what you're gonna say. Too is, just too much goddamn dragon. I don't care about the goddamn plane guy. Oh, God. Enough, Enough of, of the that, fucking that sign guy. Enough. Get over it. Jesus. What was... Uh, I saw Cap was promoting that he had some idea for the Chargers, but I didn't see it. Did you hear what that no, was? No, dude. I don't have an hour. I don't have 90 minutes to get to it. You want to hear about Corky's? <laughs> Good for him for having advertiser. Yeah, of get. course. But as far as 90 minutes going, I don't know when he's going to get to it. And everyone that is on that show with him is fine. I don't know why he still has... Uh, the BR logo, BR is not part of that guy's show up. anymore. He showed up yesterday. He just walked into the house. Well, I mean, he was I, scheduled I to be there. I saw Padilla and Browner and Kaplan. Man, I'll, I'll say this about those dudes, all of those guys grinding every fucking day to make it happen. Yeah, but just get to it though. Just no, get to I the, got you for the yeah. for the show content. Yeah, I have no idea <clears> what the fuck's happened. Just too much dragon. Listen, I love fucking Allie, Allie Radslip. But the other day when she's trying to correct you about what the fucking crowd looked like at Qualcomm Stadium. I'm like, Ali, stop. Yeah. Just fucking stop, okay? All you fuckers, it's the final thing I'm going to say on this because I really don't give a shit. The team's never coming back. Whatever gets you through your night, whatever you want to believe, you go ahead and fucking believe it. It doesn't impact my life at all. I'm trying to figure out, should I go to Houston? <laughs> Way to connect with your fan base. 
Because every fucking guy in your audience can relate to that dilemma, you yes. fucking dumb we'll shit. We'll get front row tickets in Houston. Yeah, I, if I was a PD, I'd go, hey, shut the fuck up. These guys are trying to figure out if they got money to put gas in the tank, you arrogant little shit. Um, but I, when listen, fuck, we were out there. Yes. We were out there covering games. So don't try to tell us what we saw and what we didn't see. If you want to believe that it was different, go ahead. Yeah, I don't need to debate it with you. I'm bored by you. I'm bored by all the shit about the Chargers. I'll say this again yeah. because people seem to struggle with it. They were not my team. I got paid to believe and make you believe that they were my team. I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> Darren Sproles did anything. Made no fucking difference to anything I did in my life. But guess what? When the red light went on, oh. <laughs> Zero fucking impact on my life. You know, it's funny. It was like that for everybody in that building. Everybody had another team. Right. Everybody was either a Niners fan or Raider fan in that fucking building. Right. I don't give a shit. All I'm telling you is I know what I saw. And when I went to those games, because I didn't have an allegiance to the Chargers, it was very easy for me to and Dave to have a unbiased opinion. And that opinion carries over today. As I look back on it, there are plenty of things that Dean did wrong, granted the yep. whole thing. But what this city refuses to acknowledge for whatever fucking reason is nobody in this city will own the fact that the city fucked up too. And if you want to say the buck stops at the mayor, go ahead. If you want to expand it out to city council, go ahead. But look at fucking Oceanside that did nothing. Escondido. Yep. All these guys had opportunities and they didn't do it. But I love guys that send me a message that don't know shit. That didn't sit there in any of the fucking meetings that we were in. And you're going to try to tell me what Dean's point of view was. Guess what? We fucking sat with Dean as close as I am to Dave. Well over probably a hundred times over a 20 year window. You want to know the truth? I have no fucking idea what dean's perspective was because talking to dean was like talking to your fucking screen door yeah you're dean right Dean had zero fucking personality he was a nice enough guy to me he was a nice enough guy to dave but for any of you fuckers to think that you could get inside dean's head there's no fucking chance you're 100 right dean had no idea in my opinion what the fuck he was going to do tomorrow. And this idea that all of you have embraced that he knew in 2002 he was moving. You are giving that fucking guy way, way too Couldn't much credit. More. Couldn't agree more. So go ahead. Say whatever the fuck you want that makes you sleep at night. All I know is your fucking NFL team yeah. is gone. I feel bad for all of you. But I also find you arrogant and ignorant when it comes to what fucking happened. And for anybody like Allie to shoot her mouth off to Dave, who covered more fucking Charger games than any radio guy I know, shut the fuck up. Like, seriously, shut the fuck up. I will be nice and respectful to everybody until you cross the line and start acting like I don't know what I'm talking about or what Dave doesn't know what you're talking about because we fucking do. We were there. 
We talked to every one of these motherfuckers. We got off the air. We're like, this guy doesn't know his head yeah, from his dick. He didn't. Even but, even Nick Hardwick, who was right. a player and basically tied into the team, right. told us something a year before it happened. Remember? Right. I'm taking Dean's private plane back to L.A. They thought it was going. Yeah. That was a year before it happened. And guess what? Nick didn't fucking know. No. And nobody it's, you're, knew. And you're, you're 100% right. But you're it's you're like, 100% right. Listen, and I don't even know if his kids knew. I, I will say it again. For all of you that grew up with that team and went through shitty periods, man, I get it. If that Padre team left, as bad as that experience has been more often than not, it would suck. Yep. I get it. I understand it. I'm sorry it happened. Believe me, there is a thousand different fingers that could be pointed. But this idea that none of them get pointed back in the direction of anybody involved in San Diego is just wrong. And if you don't want to do it, I don't give a shit. Believe whatever the fuck you want. Like I said, my life's fine. Yep. I don't. I'm sorry for you guys, but I also saw enough. I don't know exactly what happened. I would never claim it. I don't think Dave would claim to know. All I know is we had plenty of conversations on the air and off the air with people that were inside involved that I feel like I have a somewhat educated opinion. Exactly. Because we talked to Fred Mass. And we talked to Jim Steig, Fabiani. Fabiani, and the mayor, and the NFL, and too Dean Spanos. Times. Yeah, too many times. All fucking day long. Yep. And if you guys can look back and go, oh, yeah, and my call logs during those days, on the air, off the air, oh, yeah, I talked to, well, no, I talked to, well, shit, I talked to Pete and Point Loma, <laughs> and I talked to Padre Geekster. Like, fuck. That's it. That's it. All right, Sunday, we're back, right? Great. Okay. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, you might be back unless I see you back behind Old Man Murphy's Tire Shop. Why don't I meet you down there at Third and Lexington, Big Mouth? We'll see how we'll see how smart you are. Bring some snowballs. I'm gonna bring a. I'll tell you what, Dave. You'll know it's me. I'll be the guy in the overalls, these big ham hands, ready to put them on your head. You know where Old Man Murphy's Tire Shop is. Right at 3rd and Lexington down there. I'll see you two back there. You'll wake up tomorrow, and guess what? You'll have a big, sore face. I was like, you were saying, guess what? I'll smash you. Now, I'll tell you what, Steve Woods. I'm sorry for what you went through today, but guess what? I see you in the hallway. Do yourself a favor. Look down at those little sketchers you wear. Don't look at me in the eye, or I'm going to pick you upside down and stick you right in a fucking trash can. So that Dana and Cindy or whatever the fuck the 94.9 morning show is is going to laugh at your face. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Game on, on bitch. On i
So 